This podcast is brought to you by the Voinovich School of Leadership and Public Affairs at Ohio University. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this edition of Jazzed About Work. I'm Tom Hansen. I'm guest hosting today, and we're talking with Beverly Jones. Bev is the usual host of this podcast, but sometimes we like to turn the tables on her and get the benefit of her expertise. Bev also is the author of the career success book, Think Like an Entrepreneur, Act Like a CEO. This time, Bev and I are talking about the merits of networking and how to do it successfully. Frankly, I'm cynical about the concept, but Bev sets me straight and lays out some tips on how to network well. Bev, today we want to talk about networking. Uh, it's it's a topic that I hate. Uh, <laughs> I That's ju- why I wanted to talk about it. I, I just have. And I know you hate it. I've never been good at it, but I, I recognize its importance. Uh, so just start off with giving me a definition of what networking is, because maybe I have the wrong wrong definition. Well, I think a lot of people have the wrong definition. They tend to think it's something manipulative or um, something that's that's really uh, negative. But actually, networking is about building relationships. And the uh, definition I often use, it's building a diverse collection of relationships for the purpose of sharing information and support. So it's relationships with real people and it's sharing and it's being helpful to each other. Okay, so let me jump in and and interrupt because when I think of networking, it's bad cocktail parties, it's uh, meetings, uh, association meetings, conferences, a bunch of people walking around swapping cards. Uh, When I was young, I didn't feel like I was worthy of being there. As I got older, I just didn't want to be there. (laughs) So that's wrong, given your definition. I lost count of how many wrong things I heard (laughs) when you were talking about it. Uh, One thing, there, there are good networking events, and they're not so good networking events. But you can do good networking at a poorly constructed, pretty much seemingly useless event. You can do good networking almost anywhere. Uh, then you said something about you didn't think at one point that you were worth it, and then maybe you didn't think it was worth it. You're right, but that that's correct. With um, so much of life, being there, showing up, being open to support other people always works. It's always okay. We're always good enough for that. And there's always a chance it'll bring something good in your life. And the negative things we worry about, being rejected and so forth, are so minor in scale that if we just practice being rejected, if we let it happen to us enough, the pings are so little that pretty <laughs> soon they don't bother us. So I, I, I think we can kind of unpack all of your concerns there. What? How do you feel about it now? 
now it um, if I go someplace and I know that uh, perhaps a lot of people younger in their career uh, are looking for opportunities, I, I don't find it uh, offensive and, and it's it's fine. You know, I just hate the the business card swaps, you know, because they're totally meaningless to me. It's not well, building relationships like like you've been talking about. Yeah, and I, I think that the business card swaps um, perhaps should invite our compassion <laughs> because they aren't very useful. If you're thinking about going to events and you see, I, I kind of have this vision, you know, after all those years in Washington of oh God, uh, yes. people kind of dressed up in suits and looking earnest and looking around for the most important person and trying to stick a card in their hand and that is not rewarding and it's people who did that and I vaguely recall doing that myself you go home feeling humiliated um, you didn't know what you were doing it took some courage to try it was the wrong approach so it's I, I think that kind of networking is very often um, a stage we go through as we're trying to develop our professional um, persona, our professional way of putting ourselves out there. Networking is really about relationship building. And I'm, I'm going to interrupt you for a second, sure. Tom, and say that um, for a guy who hates networking, you have a huge supportive network. You know so many people. <laughs> I know. I've, I've sort of so accumulated over the years. You have um, a wonderful network, and actually, I'm the beneficiary of it because if we hadn't known each other and shared networks over the years, I uh, I wouldn't have this wonderful opportunity to be on a podcast and have so much fun. But the reason I think that you have such a wonderful network, even though you refuse to verb here <laughs> network um, you don't like the verb is because in your mind very often when you're going to events and maybe people are younger or um, uh, you're there and you have some kind of um, status because you're well known in your community or something like that you're focused on them you're trying to be helpful you're looking for around um, to see who needs what you're there because you're so Supporting somebody, you do all of those things because you're a kind person and you genuinely want to support your community. And you do it without thinking of it as networking. You do it as just thinking of it as being a decent member of the community. So you do network. Let me ask you about the term relationship uh, because uh, it has all kinds of connotations to me. Uh, a networking relationship, I assume, implies that it's two-way as opposed to a one-way relationship. Is, is that correct? Gosh, that is a really good question. And it is a little confusing. I, I think when I'm thinking about it in my head and we're getting further out from you know, the, the relationships that are in our inner circle to kind of further out 
relationships, I tend to think of the ones that are further out as connections. And it may often feel like the relationship or the connection is one way, but as soon as there's any kind of contact, it can become reciprocal. Networking involves connecting with other people. And in fact, we have connections that with people, and neither one of us perhaps is even aware of it. Maybe you're connected with people who were in your law school class. You don't even remember their names. They don't remember yours. But the connection is there. It's reciprocal. And you could awaken it if for some reason you were trying to find information. And you said, oh, that's a law school buddy of mine. I haven't talked to him in decades. You're connected. It's reciprocal. But maybe only you at that point are aware of it. So there are times when... Um, Perhaps, back to your first question about relationship, maybe um, you met somebody, sort of, you were doing a workshop or you were teaching a class, and you had an impact with something you said on somebody, the student or the person who was at the workshop, and they were aware of you, and they're learning from you, and they're following you. They feel like they have a relationship with you, because you spoke to each other, maybe you were introduced, they found you helpful, but you don't remember them. It wasn't a big deal for you. So I think that's the kind of relationship that's so slight that one party isn't conscious of it. But I'd still count that as a relationship because there was some kind of connection, something that links you. And it can be a slight relationship, but any tiny slight connection is something that can be grown. People love to find out that they're connected. They live on the same street. They have the same mutual friend. Um, they watch the same television shows. Anything that shows that you have things in common make you feel more connected to the other person. And that can be the, you know, the tiny little seed that's the start of the relationship. I read some of the articles that you've written in the, the Job Hunt uh, publication, and you really delve into this pretty in depth and, and talk about reason networking is important your, to your career. And, and I think that too, too many times people have sort of a myopic view of what networking is in relationship to your career. It doesn't always give you an immediate job. It may sometimes give you a connection or a, a referral or something like that. And I was amazed. You quoted 70% of the time people get jobs through a referral? Yes, I I read um, some people say that it's closer to 80, but I, when I read that the first time, I couldn't believe it myself. So I went and looked up various studies. The, the site that, that I've been doing a bit of writing for is a great one, by the way, for anybody interested in um, the uh, career market, the jobs hunt. Um, the name of the site is jobhunt.org. That's job dash hunt.org and they've got all kinds of information they also do some of their own research their research suggested about 70 percent but 
they also um, led me to a lot of um, quotes from LinkedIn and other places that say the number could be even higher. Now, one reason for that, of course, is that a lot of jobs are never posted. They are jobs where somebody is promoted from within. Um, or, you know, there are a lot of reasons why there's not really a search. So, you know, that's a big part of, of that 70%. But also, a lot of people who have to apply for a job, who go through all the steps, have some kind of um, connection. And it's really the connection with the employer that gets them the job. They maybe went through the search steps, but maybe they um, they were in the queue long before the job was even posted. Another thing that I noticed that, that you wrote about, and I hadn't really thought about it, and it made sense to me, was that not all relationships from networking are the same. And you talk about circles of contacts or circles of networking. Uh, talk about that a minute, because I, I found that really interesting. Yes, I find it in terms of um, my own uh, networking over the years. I, I find it helpful to kind of visualize it, to kind of look at who I know where if I'm trying to um, uh, do something. Maybe I'm trying to help somebody um, find a job and I kind of think I know somebody. So I, I look at, in my mind, I look at my network as a series of concentric circles kind of all around me spreading out and being supportive. The most immediate circle, of course, is, is your family. It's, it's the people you're closest to. It's, it's the family members that you want to spend time with. It's your very best friends. And I think a lot of people, particularly introverts, are most happy here, and and we all have moments when we wish we never had to leave that circle. But the fact is that people come and go, even in that inner circle, and, and you want to recruit more people for your little tight circle, and you do that from your second circle, and that circle is the, the people who, who are your um, colleagues that you see regularly, they're your old friends, they're uh, people you care about, but maybe you only see them at the office, even though you really like them. So they're not quite as close. And these first and second circles are good for support, but they're not very helpful when it comes to a job search or trying to expand your career somehow, because those people tend to know the same things that you do, and they can't bring you fresh ideas and new opportunities. The, the circle that I try to start clients with when they're um, trying to structure a job search. A good starting point uh, begins with the third circle. Those are people um, that you're, you're casually connected with. Maybe you worked with them 20 years ago, or maybe they're old college friends that you haven't seen for 10 years, or they're people who are you have a cordial relationship with, but you don't regularly see. And, and a really good way that most people are relatively comfortable with, um, really good way to jumpstart your networking is to look at those folks with whom you have a real connection and you maybe have some fondness or respect and start nurturing those relationships. 
or using those people to introduce you to, to their context. So that's a rich circle. Further out are people who you're potentially connected with because you say these, this is the old law um, school right. friend. Right, You know, you sat next to each other, or maybe you don't even remember this person, but you were in the same class. They're the people who you have a, a commonality with. Maybe you worked in the same place, or they lived down the block. They're receptive to you because of that connection, but they're really so far out that you don't even know their names until you look them up on LinkedIn. And then the the uh, final circle these days, I think, um, is social media, and and you can make actual um, friends and connections if you get savvy uh, about using some of the apps and and you find a way to um, reach out and be supportive of other people, you can turn some of those slight connections into an actual supportive relationship. All right. So we started with my contempt for the cocktail party and the conference card swap. Uh, isn't social media the same as that just in 21st, with 21st century technology? Sort or is of. it different? I, I think it's sort of the same as that. Uh, the, the thing about social media is if you find um, an app uh, that you're really comfortable with, the investment in making a connection, the investment in each tweet or each LinkedIn post can be so small, it barely counts at all. It takes some effort to go to a cocktail party. Maybe not a lot, but you have to you have to uh, dress up a little bit, or commute there, or um, go out in the evening when you don't feel like it. But you can tweet in thirty seconds. So the social media possibilities are um, different in that they require very little from you, but you also have to do a lot of them to get anything back. It takes uh, sort of a, a cadence, a rhythm of developing your presence and looking for ways to be supportive of people before you start to, I think, get a return on social media. You can go to a cocktail party. You make that little effort to show up, to be there, to listen to other people. But there's a reasonable chance that you'll have one decent conversation at the cocktail party. It may be that the tweets you send out today or tomorrow or the next day aren't going to bring you anything. It really takes a bit, a, a small bit, but a but a repetitive bit of effort to start to um, develop your facility and the kind of the flow of opportunities that comes when you're active on social media. We'll be back with Bev after this brief message. Ready to advance your career while accommodating your busy schedule? Central Ohio's only Executive Master of Public Administration program for working professionals can help you. It's conducted by the Ohio University Voinovich School of Leadership and Public Affairs at the new Ohio Dublin Center campus. It's affordable and meets just three weekends per semester. 
No GRE is required for admission. For more information, visit oempa.ohio.edu. You recently wrote an article and says you can enjoy networking. Uh, I read that with great interest. Uh, but you talk about seven strategies for painlessly building your network. And, and I found some of those interesting. Uh, w- we think of networking as always going uh, where people have common interests or common jobs or common degrees but you start way back and say, start where you are, which I thought was a fascinating concept. Yes, I suggest to, to clients who are very reluctant to start networking, which is not uncommon, um, I suggest we kind of talk about where they like to hang out, what do they do, where they go, and maybe they regularly go to the gym or they have coffee at the same place every morning, or maybe they're in a busy office and they wear headphones so they don't have to connect with people. Any of those places where you're already going, uh, your church, walking the dog to the dog park, wherever it is, that's a good place to up your networking game because you're relatively comfortable there. And what you want to do is start practicing connecting with other people in a small way and an easy way to do that is to make eye contact say hello and ask a simple question how's your dog today did you watch such and such last night gosh did you get caught in the rain doesn't matter the small talk um the content doesn't matter so much with small talk. It's really the positive intent which people can read if you are genuinely uh, reaching out to them. So you start by getting comfortable with those kind of little interactions, and and you can uh, you can give yourself a goal. You're going to have um, you're going to have small talk three times a day as you go through your normal day, or you're going to talk to one new person when you go to the dog park, or you're going to chat for a minute with the barista. Whatever it is, practice wherever you are and and build up your comfort level. And even connections that slight can sometimes turn into something that's pretty rewarding. So begin wherever you are. I you had an example of a game you used to play with yourself about pets. Uh, talk about that because I think that might be helpful to some people. Yes, I um, found it difficult to go out and about in Washington cocktail parties when I was a young lawyer and I had reasons to have to do it for my job, and so I came up with a game that was sort of a, a challenge for me. And, and and the game was I would pick a topic and then I couldn't leave until I'd had three mini conversations about the topic. And the one that seemed to really work for me, maybe because, uh, as you know, I love dogs, was I couldn't go home until I had asked three people about their pets. And... Um, it was pretty easy. I I would say, oh, I wonder uh, when the program will 
be over. I've got to get home and let my dog out. Do you have a dog? You know, that kind of way. And I, I got really good at talking about pets with people. And after that, it was a little easier to talk about other things. So finding a game, it could be um, a lot of, you see guys doing talking about sports, and it's really a way to kind of find some commonality. It's, it's not always so much about the sport. Yeah, it, it also was interesting. Uh, networking isn't just people looking for jobs. It's sometimes supervisors and people in jobs networking with their employees. Uh, tell us about the, the guy who had to say thank you. Networking is, um, going back to the word I used before, connections. It's building relationships, but somehow it means connecting with somebody in a small way. And th this was an early client of mine. He had a big job. He was general counsel of an organization, and he was an impressively, uh, intimidatingly good lawyer. But he was not popular with his staff, and he, w he was aware of that. And when we talked, it became clear that part of the problem was he did not believe in positive feedback for lawyers. He hired lawyers who were tough. They were litigators. They knew if they um, won or lost. He felt that if they needed to be pampered, then they shouldn't be lawyers. And uh, he never said anything positive. And what he said to me is, they know if I'm not yelling at them, they must be doing okay. So we started the game in which he couldn't go home until he had either praised or said thank you to three of his people. And it might be um, as simple as thanks for bringing me that cup of coffee, but it could be thank you for the work you did on that brief. I was really so impressed by what you did with this third point and, you know, specific praise for specific work. So to make it kind of more visual, we had him put three quarters in his left pocket. And every time he thanked somebody, he had to put it in his right pocket. And it didn't matter how late it was, he wouldn't be allowed to leave the office until all three coins were in his right pocket. So he did that, and he said, you know, I'm having trouble with it. Can I practice in other places? I said, sure. So he started practicing at home. He started practicing in his neighborhood. And he found that the response was so great that he was starting to get into it. So he, the next time we got together, he was trying to do it five times a day because he was kind of getting the feel of it. And it didn't take too long until he said, you know what, I've got the, the thank you habit. He said, it, it's not just that it makes other people feel happy, although it does, but he said, I feel so much better because I have to keep looking for positive things. And all of a sudden, Everything just seems better because I'm seeing so many things to feel positive about. And I feel good when I thank them and they feel good. And he said, I, I, I've just got the thank you habit. I don't need the quarters anymore. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. That's, so, that's, that's quite a turnaround. It, it was a, um, quite a turnaround. In fact, uh, I've tried it in other cases, and none of them were quite that fast and easy starting, you know, so deep in the hole. So I, like I said, I was, it was early in my coaching days, and I didn't realize you know, what a swift turnaround it was for a while. But 
the real thing we're talking about is finding ways to connect with people, to build relationships, and the relationships you build in any part of your life are going to be there to help you when you need them in your career. For one thing, you're building the skill of connecting with people. That'll always help you with your career. But say you are in sudden need for a job. You don't know where to begin. Well, the first thing you do is you make a list of people who might be able to give you feedback, who might be able to make suggestions, who might be able to teach you how to use LinkedIn. Whatever it is you need, you start with where you are. If you've been building relationships, if you have a diverse circle of relationships, even if these are not people in the same career track as you, even if they don't have the same expertise, they can be a good starting point for your job search. And then when you have the skill set and you want to do some very strategic networking because you're thinking about making a transition and you, you have a direction you want to go with, you've got the skill set and you've got the base. And then you can do some strategic networking down the road. You say also that networking helps build a person's confidence uh, and and sense of well-being. It, it, how do you, how do you come up with that? There's lots of research these days. Um, some of it's fairly recent because um, researchers can uh, use. Um, MRIs and use all kinds of tools that didn't exist before. But there's lots of research suggesting that loneliness, that a sense of isolation are really bad for your health, your mental health, but also your physical health. And on the other hand, feeling connected with another person, even if it's a very casual connection, you know, just uh, being at, at the same community theater uh, event with somebody and have and laughing with your neighbors that can have a physical impact it can have an impact on your car on your heart rate on your the chemicals in your body the the amount of uh, cortisol or other um, stress-related hormones it can change your blood pressure when you're feeling connected so the kind of things that you do that perhaps um, help you in your career or, or motivate you to connect um, because you're you have career interests. Those same things can help you to be a happier, healthier person. And if you allow yourself to feel isolated, to feel alone, be, as so many people do today. I mean, so many of us. Right. You know, work remotely, or you know, there's so many reasons we're alone. If if you if you don't make an effort to notice that uh, the the light of being alone is turned to loneliness, if you don't make an effort to do something about it, that that can be bad on your health. Couple things that I think are no nos, at least to me, as being the person who a lot of people try to network with is. If there's an event or something and somebody says they're going to be there and then they don't show up, that totally ticks me off. And the second part of that is if I don't get a thank you someplace along the way, uh, I feel used. I think a lot of people have the um, same reaction that you do. I 
believe that any kind of event where you have an invitation, it's worth seriously thinking of going. And if you can't go, if you have conflict, you certainly get back and thank the person for inviting you. And this idea of not even answering an invitation, that's so cruel. And it's something that other people remember about you. They didn't even answer my invitation. But really accepting an invitation, making a commitment, even if it's for something small, and being a no-show, that's insulting. It is showing that you don't um, care about what the other people have done to prepare for you. If, if, if it's a dinner and they bought food for you uh, and you haven't bothered to tell them you're not showing up, that's, that's really inconsiderate. The, what I would say to you if you're feeling um, insulted because you haven't been thanked or people didn't show up is don't take it personally. It's happening all over the place these days. I think the person on the other end might have been stressed. There's so many things going on. It's probably not really about you, but the fact of the matter is it's going to feel like it's about you and you're going to feel a little rejected. And, um, you know, that's, that's pretty normal. But the, the one thing about networking that, um, I, I mentioned, you know, do, you know, practice where you are and it doesn't hurt very much the little rejections that happen in our lives that often may not be about us, they're about the other person's stress or you know, lack of knowledge of good manners, um, you can get used to that. You can reach a point where uh, it's like a numbers game and that at any, any event, 20% of the people are going to blow you off. It's not personal to you. It's their problem. So once you're in the flow of things enough, you're not... Um, it doesn't feel personal. It doesn't. It doesn't feel like real rejection. But the interesting thing is, even if you're beyond the point you feel rejected, and at least speaking for myself, I remember. I I remember <laughs> anybody who does who says they're coming and doesn't show up. I remember anybody who writes a nice note and says, "I'm sorry, I can't join you, but thank you so much for thinking of me." People have to put themselves out to issue almost any kind of invitation. And so they remember whether they're accepted or rejected. Okay, you've almost turned me around, almost. Okay. <laughs> but, but to sum this up, can you give me a bottom line uh, networking for somebody who's thinking about it, uh, what they do, how they get started? Just give me a paragraph of what they need to do first. I'm going to start where we began, which is, Start wherever you are and build up the practice of connecting with other people. And that might mean making eye contact with people you already see, but just walk by, make eye contact and say something. That's starting where you are. It might also mean taking a different route to your desk at the office so that you go through the places where people are sitting and saying hello to people who are gathered around the coffee machine. Start where you are, reach out, do it regularly, do it every day, and you'll start to pick up momentum. As always, Bev, thank you so much. You have a wealth of knowledge, and I learn something every time we talk. 
Well, it's always fun. And I must say to our listeners that I love your self-deprecating tone, but you do have an amazingly supportive and broad and diverse network. So (laughs) congratulations on doing that, even though you you think you haven't. (laughs) Thank you. And we'll talk soon. Okay. Today, we've been talking with career counselor, executive coach, and author Beverly Jones about how to network successfully. Jazzed About Work is produced by WOUB Public Media. Adam Rich is our co-producer. I'm your guest host, Tom Hudson. Please subscribe to Jazzed About Work. You can do that at Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and NPR One, or at the NPR Podcast Directory. You may also listen to past episodes at our website, wob.org slash listen.